Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 929 the game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg in for John and Hugh on this Friday morning, the uh, 25th day of November, Black Friday, if you will. Want to remind you uh, that Sam and I will be returning to Saturday mornings. You got us on Sunday mornings. We're coming back to Saturday mornings, December 17th. Kicking off bowl season. We'll be talking all about the Celebration Bowl. Shout out again, Mr. Uh, John Grant, who uh, reached out to us yesterday. But we were... We were brought back by which band, Mr. Crenshaw? That was Southern University, the Human Jukebox. And they uh, they will be, of course, in the Superdome tomorrow as they play Grambling, the annual Bayou Classic. Um, that's the game. And so there's something at stake for, for Southern to still try to get into the conference championship game, which they will face. Jackson State will be coming from the other side of the swag, and the winner of that game will come to the Celebration Bowl. Now, there's some other teams in the mix as well. But um, but uh, Southern is still still got a chance. All right. Well, get so into this this seven. No, I'm, I'm gonna get back to this because I gotta take okay. care of this right. real quick here. Good, good. Get into the seven o'clock hour. Say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning and a good morning to you uh, and a Black Friday morning to you folks in Lithia Springs. Lithia Springs. Yeah, we all out there. What's uh Thornton Road out there? That's out there by me. Yeah, well, that's that part of it, but it yeah. goes back the other way before it becomes Camp Creek Parkway. That's the same street, you know. Sam, aren't they the defending? I think they are the defending flag football girls champions. They got to the finals. Wow, so there's a winning. flag football info more than this. Is yeah, great. The but they're, they're really good this year too. They're really so, good. I, yeah. Like I said, them the girls I saw man two springs ago. I said, man, they're gonna be trouble for somebody. Yeah, so they, they, they were. They'll, they'll probably be in that final yeah. game. I know they're really good. So yeah, they are very good. They're very good. The Lions. So we look forward to see we see them get back to Center Park Stadium for the. Uh, for the state championships for flag football coming up. 
But but we, it's quarterfinal night tonight. But go ahead, what you got? No, no, no. I was I just wanted to get that in. I was going to yeah. try to throw in an insignificant piece of information, but I'll hold on to it here. Just want to remind everybody that uh, later today we get the Hawks game for you tonight. Say so we should break down what normally happens versus what's going to happen tonight. Fridays, you normally you know you get the array of us throughout the day walking right up to Mr. Crenshaw on his Friday night high school scoreboard show, but not tonight. Hawks are playing Rockets, so that tips in off Houston. In Houston. Tips off at 8 o'clock pregame at 7.30, which means there is a condensed version of the high school scoreboard show, and it's going to start a little earlier. You're going to start at 5 o'clock gonna today, We're going to start correct? at 5 o'clock today, and then we're going to be basically a preview show, uh, get you all set. There will be one game that we know kicks that will kick off at, uh, at 6 o'clock, and we'll have some updates from that one. Um, but uh, the rest, we'll just have some previews, let you know where the games are, uh, who's going to be playing, and, you know, that, that's, uh, that, that's what's happening. It's quarterfinal round. It's a special week. Uh, these teams are, have made it to the Elite Eight of their classifications. They've gotten back. They practiced in the mornings this right. week. Uh, today, some of them are going to get back to their schools early and get a long bus ride. Some got to cross, crisscross the state to play these games today. So a lot of things go into making things and try to keep it a normal week. For that, for them, you want to stress them, but it's not a normal week. You, there are no classes in school. You got all these family folks dropping in and out of town, so you want to spend time with those folks. But coach say, hey, 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 hey. We made it. We made we made it this far, right? We made it this far, and we don't want to lose our focus because you know some schools, you know some schools do this every year, Greg. Right? It's an annual thing. Then you got some; it's not an annual thing, and they're on a roll, mm-hmm. and so they've been doing the same things. You know, you do wear the same socks, whatever it is, you do the same thing. You've been winning to, to keep to keep your momentum. I'm going. very superstitious when it comes to that. How about that? I'm you very know? superstitious. So, so uh, a lot of that's happening this week too. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked with Coach Slayton yesterday from Mays, and he talked about how the alumni groups and different people have been bringing the food in for the teams and whatnot so the guys have something to eat before they go out there and work out. So um, just a whole lot goes into the logistics, getting those buses ready, make sure you got the buses ready, but also you got to, you know, make sure everything else is all situated, the people who are hosting the games as well. So um, it's a little different when school's out. Maybe it's a little easy in some ways the coaches to do it. But, you know, you got to make sure everybody remembers because somebody should be setting someone for the school and they're out of the mall this morning. <laughs> they lose, lose track of everything, right? You know what was, was, was bothersome? Just And it's a me problem. Marching bands don't come across as well on radio. You don't think? I mean, you can hear it, and you can you understand if you recognize the song, it's on, we played Georgia Tech, we played Georgia's fight song, you know what it is. But it doesn't do justice to when you see a marching band live. That's just one of those things that when it comes to radio, yeah. it sort of diminishes the, not the importance of it, but the, the feeling you would get if you were live. Like you said, you see them guys, they can play pretty much anything. Yeah. If you were to see them live, it affects you. Marching bands, you know, the music boom is right there. On radio, it's kind of like... Well, you know what, though? That's the neat thing about what we do on Friday night with the scoreboard show because our reporters sometimes are there and they do their reports... That's, with the band yeah. in the background, and that that gives it the, the energy. I think that's the thing that that's, sets. That's different, though. That, that's Again. the thing that sets our show yeah. apart from any other scoreboard show. I think you get is people are there doing the games, just like Eric over here, and he has a great time. His man. Oh, we know time. he does. He has a. He blast puts some miles on his car, man. Yeah, He's been he, up and he, down the state, ain't he? He knows the folks. He down go down to Bucky's and get your he, stuff. He, he probably gonna be getting Christmas cards for folks down <laughs> about Austin, <laughs> you know. But the, in, in Morgan County, don't leave Morgan in County. Morgan County out. In, in Harlem, I didn't know Georgia had a Harlem. Yeah, man, everybody's got a Harlem. Got a Harlem, I tell you, you know, I learned all about them. There's, there's a lot of my Greek friends that didn't know we had an Athens. 
<laughs> you know? Yep, yep, absolutely. So that's 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 the, the part of it I think that that is great about our scoreboard show and what we've been able to do. But I would like to, if I could, just run down the matchups for tonight. Uh, the games that are taking place starting yeah, in Class Seven A. Okay, starting <laughs> starting Class Seven A. You got North Gwinnett playing Colquitt County. That's that's one of those things where you got a long, you know. How uh, is Coach Probst these days? By well, the way, no, I haven't talked. To I know him. he hasn't been down there, but yeah, I just he's not, he's, I'm always going to associate him with that place. Well, yeah, I, you know, I I got to check in with him. I texted him back when the season started. He texted me back. I, I don't think he's doing any coaching this year. Well, tell him we're thinking about him up here. Yeah, I, He'd be happy well, to hear that. I don't that. know where he is. I don't know if he's living Somebody there. Somebody will get a message to him. Alabama, whatever. The boys up from Sam in Atlanta were talking about you. Wonder yeah. how you're doing. I don't know. Make it a nice message to him. Don't Wait. say we're saying nothing bad about him. We haven't said anything bad. No, about no. I'm saying coach. whoever gives him the message. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we miss we, we, his. We do that. We he's, do that. He's like James Bond. We like to follow his movements. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> well, that's Colquitt County. We got Walton is playing Carrollton. Uh, that's big to have that one. Walton, of course, the team that knocked off Buford last week. Uh, and they, they get Carrollton this week. Westlake, they went over Parkview last week. They get Mill Creek. It should be a good ball game. And Grayson, uh, we mentioned them earlier in the hour. They, they are, they're taking on Milton. So those are your Class 7A matchups. In Class 6A, your matchups, you have Roswell against Thomas County Central. Gainesville is undefeated against Houston County. Woodward Academy and Langston Hughes, big-time game on the south side of Atlanta tonight. Should be fantastic. Marist. And Rome, two great teams with great winning traditions, great coaches. Uh, that's what happened in Class 6, say. 5A finals, well, quarterfinals tonight. Uh, Calhoun is at Ware County. They got to go down to uh, down to, to Waycross, to the Swamp, the the, the Gators. That's, that's, that's near Larisha's home. That's not Larisha, but it's close. You see why you, okay. with, watch she, what you say about she, her. She a mama now. Yo, she over in Brunswick. And you know what? They, and they in town. They in town right now. The the the, the twins. Larissa. The the, the the twins are around. This matter, matter of fact, we need to go try to see them. We, well, she need to bring them up here. We need we need, we need to go and visit the twins. How old are they now? They a year yet? Yeah, yeah. They they're about to hit a year. How about that? Oh, um, Larissa. <laughs> we love you, girl. Mays is playing Dutchtown, and we talked about that one yesterday, and how is uh, Mays facing their former coach in that game? Warner Robbins against Creekside Coffee and Cartersville. That is class uh, 5A, 4A quarterfinals tonight. Cedartown and Bainbridge, uh, the fight in Kirby Smarts, uh, north of Coney and Wayne County. You got Benedictine and Stockbridge tonight, Troop and Holy Innocence. That is class 4A. Your 3A games got some really good ones here. Carver, Atlanta, and Thomasville. Sandy Creek and Savannah Christian. You got Calvary Day and Cedar Grove. We think that's going to be a really good one. That's going to be televised tonight. Also, uh, Carver, Columbus, and Oconee County. That's your 3A games. 2A uh, championship quarterfinals. Let's see if I can get those, get those to come up for me. Ooh, 2A. They won't, maybe they won't come up for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to see what those, what those were. I, I know that one of them is Thompson playing against South Atlanta, uh, a team from the area that is undefeated. It should be a great ball game there. I got your single A. Uh, Division One, Pisgah, uh, Mount Pisgah against Irwin County, Raven County, Swainsboro, Metter against Prince Avenue, and Blackley County against uh, St. Francis, and your single A Division Two. Don't think those those won't pop up for me either. Oh my goodness! Uh, but those, <laughs> I was looking at. I just tried to dial them up, and they won't come up no, for me. Uh, they're but, sleeping. They are. Too they much are. turkey. Too much turkey, or 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 too much. Um, uh, people want to go out to the mall or something. I don't know, but those those are the games we're coming up. Coming up, the other ones in two A. Here we go. Here we go. We'll go. Rock Mark Fitzgerald, Pierce County Fellowship Christian, Appling County Callaway.
Uh, those are the games along with Thompson and uh, South Atlanta. So those are your matchups uh, coming up tonight. And coming up in the next uh, segment, uh, Spencer Smith is going to talk about the officiating part, how do you get to be officials, how you make it to this round and this level, uh, what it takes to, to get there. Because everybody that puts on the striped jerseys on, on Friday nights don't get to work the postseason. So he'll tell us about that. I can't wait. All right. Coming up next, Spencer Smith. As we sit in for John and Hewitt, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Hey, kids, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen? But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Yeah! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer! Had a very shiny nose. You would even say it glows. Sports Radio, that is the game with NationalHandyGames.com. Sam and Greg with you in uh, for honoring you uh, on this Friday morning. I'm so glad you're with us. You like that? I love this, man. This is Harry yeah. Connick. I bought this. Uh, I got I got this CD when it came out. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Christmas. It's jazz. That's all you need, right? How about that? So, I was, I was good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a minute since I had it, but, you know, you... Get all kinds of crap. A friend of mine hooked me up with all kinds of jazz. I mean, I told you about my buddy who's a jazz a drummer in Chicago. Right, right. And he just hooked me up with a really good jazz Christmas CD years ago. Yeah. And it's it's, it's nothing like it. Man, I'm you telling know, you. But you if you ain't in, you know, a lot of words, not just instrumentals that you like. Right, right. Just Ella Fitzgerald. Well, I mean, I those, mean, those are cool, you know, if I'm just got in the background and they're not working on anything. But if I'm working on something, then. I wonder how Spencer, how he works. I don't know. Does he, what kind of music he puts we'll on? We'll find out. Well, you can ask him right hey, now. We, we, is he here now? He's here now. We have him on. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, with high school playoffs, we reached the quarterfinal rounds. It's big for the teams, big for the coaches, communities, but also officials. And I always uh, great to have our friend Spencer Swift join us. Uh, Spencer, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Spencer. Same to you, gentlemen. Hope you all are all doing very well and enjoying this nice morning. We're just full. We like everybody else <laughs> on, on Black Friday morning. You're sitting back and just ah, ate too much yesterday. Turkey coma. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It'll yes. do that to you. It'll do that to you. Uh, man, we just talked about the games that are coming up tonight. Uh, that's about officiating because it has been a part, uh, it has been a story throughout the year, uh, the shortage that we faced. And then happened to have the, the first rounds played on two separate days. We got them done. We did the quarterfinal round. Just, just thought about, you know, the officials – and what this postseason has been like, you know, for the high school officials in the state? Uh, so far, it's, it's gone well. Uh, I haven't heard of any incidents, anything that uh, would be out of the ordinary. Uh, of course, this is win or go home, so the level of intensity is, is uh, bumped up tremendously, to say the least. But you brought up a good point um, a few minutes earlier. Yes, we did have to move some games because of the shortage of officials, but – when it comes to this time of year, the ladies and gentlemen have worked extremely hard to get to this point. And if you have a second, I'd kind of like to go over what it takes to become eligible to be a playoff official with the Georgia High School Association. The floor is yours. Go right ahead. All right. There's three things they got to do. We got to tell, we call them having the boxes checked. They've got to take the online GHSA clinic. They have to make an 84 or better on the GHSA test, which consists of video and rules questions. And then they have to attend a playoff camp. And we have six or seven of those camps across the state during the summer, and it's an all-day camp. 
Um, starting the 11th week of the season, the crews are put together. Some, some associations, or there are 21 of them in the state, by the way, um, they start earlier, and those uh, crews work together. They're filmed on the 28th, the 4th of November, and uh, the 11th of November, and then the 18th. So there's four films that are sent in to the state. They're sent in each week after each game. They are reviewed by the Playoff Evaluation Board and assigned a score from one to five. Uh, after the second round, which, you know, we're down to 64 schools on the second round, the third round is cut to 32, and it is cut to 32 by the accumulative score that you have from the previous film that has been sent in. And I'm going to tell you what, guys, out of the top 32 crews that are working this week, the score variance uh, by each one of them is uh, less than a point. Really? So that's how close it's getting. Okay, okay, okay. And then you'll go, of course, to about 32, then we'll go to 16, and then the big weekend we go to 8. Um, so these guys and gals have worked very hard and done everything asked of them by the GHSA to show that they are qualified to work these games. Uh, like I said earlier, the level of intensity grows each week uh, because it's lose, it's winner or go home. Spending time with the, uh, the waitfor.com hotline with Spencer Smith and uh, bringing us some knowledge about how the officiating is selected once you get to this level uh, of the state playoffs. And the thing of it is, it's something that you have to be, have cert- your certification is done before the season started. It's, once you get two or three weeks in, you can't say, oh, yeah, I think I want to work up, work postseason. It seems like there's no room to do no, that, right? No, there's not. And one other thing I want to add, once we get to postseason games, um, the moms and dads on the – Booster clubs are not holding the chains. Uh, chain crews are done all within these associations. So we use that sort of as a backup. If, if I were to go down in my game this Friday night, there's a gentleman that's qualified per GHSA that can come on the field and take my spot. So we're traveling with 13 guys this weekend. Spencer, is there anything you can do to make filling these voids more attractive, whether it's money or, or anything else? What is it that you guys discuss or has been discussed to make doing this job a little bit more attractive? If, you know, and I, I'm thinking of various things. Hey, we're going to keep parents away from, you know, getting as close to you as we have in the past. Whatever it is that's a problem, how are you addressing that? GHSA is working on That's a great question, by the way. GHSA is working on that. Uh, if we have a sideline that becomes uh, unruly and they're being abusive in any way, shape, form, or fashion towards an official, the head coach is penalized for that, and if he gets two of them, uh, he's gone for the game and can't coach next week. They're doing a much, much, much better job, the schools are, as far as providing security for us from our cars to our locker room, locker room to field, field back to locker room, and then locker room to car after the game. Um, that has done quite well. It's still You're still going to get the, um, the crazy screaming from the stands. I mean, I had a guy – at a game a couple of weeks ago, asked me if I'd just gotten my rule book this week. So they say oh, pretty whoa. hard, but they're doing it. Whoa. Hey, yeah. now that, 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 before we go any deeper, how close have you come to wanting to take a swing at somebody? Ooh. Have you ever gotten to that point? And, and how close has it come? In my mind, yes. Uh, I have had people come at me and get to me with that, with a deputy sheriff got uh, in real quick. Um, <laughs> Has the thought process crossed my mind? 
how I'd love to just take around the house and hit this guy, yes. But you've got to use self-control and act like a professional and not lower yourself to their level um, and just get the hell out of there. There you go. There you go. Eric, I think Eric's got a question for you. Spencer, explain to the listeners and as yourself as an official, how much of a difference does it make? Because a lot of times during a regular season you will see a six-man crew on a Friday night, but during the playoffs it's always the seven-man crew. Having that extra back judge back there to, especially with the passing games that we now see on these sophisticated high school levels, how much of a major difference is it having those extra, that one more set of eyes? Well, if you ask the coaches, they just say it's it's one more jerk with a fag in his pocket. But on seven-man crews makes a tremendous difference in being able to stay with your keys across the field watching with the passing plays. Schools are eligible all year long to use seven officials if they so choose. Most of them choose not to pay for it, so they don't use it. But there are some schools that have seven officials each game, each home game uh, all year long. Um, Marist is one of those that comes to mind, although they're not a big throwing team. He likes to have it out there because he knows that that's what he's going to see in the pre-postseason, and he wants his young men and women prepared uh, to see a seventh-striped person out on the field. Yeah. Vince, I just showed a piece of video to, to Greg and, and Dylan Matthews was at the game last night, with, 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 well, last week with Woodward Academy. And I don't know who the side judge was, but this guy starts out backpedaling some pass play. He starts out backpedaling. He turns those hips, and he outruns the play to the end zone. So I don't know. I mean, you guys are out there able to, to – Is that to, a move to swivel hips? <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got, to be able, you've got to be able to do that. Well, Cardinal Sin is getting beat to the end zone by the deep guys. But let's, let's think about one thing, gentlemen. Most of the officials are getting older, fatter, and slower. The kids stay the same age. They get bigger, faster, and stronger, and they can fly. It happened to me on an interception last week because we have to run reverse mechanics, and I'll be honest with you, I was thinking about putting them down as best I possibly could, and this kid just left me in the dust. Um, so we got we had, had, had a wing official coming down, and he ran into a coach on the sideline, so we had a spike for sideline interference uh. Uh, because he couldn't get down there quick enough. So those things do happen. Now, the beauty of that is, and you think about it, we have a clock operator that has a radio, and we have radios, and there's nothing to say that we can't get on the radio in an inconspicuous manner and go, uh, hey, Mr. ECO, what yard line do you think he went down on? I say it's the four. No, he got tackled on the six, Spencer. So, therefore, we have a backup where we can get the play done correctly. Uh, he didn't score. He did to get taken down. Um, but uh, it helped that we had another set of eyes up there that could see exactly where he went because he flat left us in the dust. That's other things. And Spencer. we got ding on it on our review, too. How about that? You know what, though? You mentioned somebody else that has to be included, the clock operator. You know, the old driver's ed, the retired driver's ed teacher doesn't work the clock at these games. Right? You guys, have the, the, uh, the clock operators are part of the crew as well, right? The clock operators are part of the crew the entire season. There's always an official on the clock every game, every weekend from the association. Or if you have a heavy weekend and you're short, you may call an association that doesn't have as many games and can spare a guy and bring him and put him on your crew to run the clock also. You know, I was thinking about this when you guys were talking about this and remembering we had a, a guest on earlier, Spencer, Rick Limpert, talking about um, – Holiday gifts. And we got talking about this one piece of technology and the prices. TVs right now, 
uh, just very inexpensive at prices that you would never think when when 50 plus inch, 60 plus inch TVs came out that you would be able to get them for well under $500. And that's where they are right now, two, $300. My point for bringing all this up is at some point on the high school level, the technology is going to be implemented like it is on the college level and the pro level. And is it getting close to where Georgia High School Association has the funds to maybe get drones, to get things to help out with seeing the whole field, whether it's technology used in football or basketball. We just talked about not too long ago, they finally got shot clocks across the board here in, 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 in Georgia. So is, is that something that's been talked about and considered because there's not as many refs and officials out there? Hey, can we spend some money on some of these drones to possibly help us out? Is that a conversation that's being held in 2022? If it is, it's not to my knowledge among the officials. You know, Alabama has replay on their high school games. They started doing it uh, when their playoffs started years ago, and I don't know if they're doing it every game because of the expense. That's a better question, Greg, for GHSA. I do not know the answer to that question. I do know this, that drones are not allowed over the football field when the officials come over and take control of the field. Uh, If they're up, they have to come down. Now, we will see some spring scrimmages where uh, you're doing an inter-squad or something like that, and they've asked for officials, and they'll have drones up there. But during a certified GHSA football event, drones are not allowed. Spencer, last question for myself, Eric, here. Um, on a Friday night in the playoffs, I know you try to arrive maybe two to three hours in advance. Do you even get that a little further for a playoff game like this? What time will you arrive to your school tonight? Well, just so you'll know, my crew has Thomas County Central versus Roswell tonight. We are meeting at Noonan at 11 o'clock and have procured a van. And we'll grab some lunch, and then we'll head to Thomas County Central and hopefully be there between 4.30 and quarter to 5 is our guesstimated arrival time. Uh, So, yes, you will find crews that will uh, rent the vans and, and pull cars together and things like that. But you try and go with as few vehicles as possible. Number one, it's a playoff game. Parking is going to be tight, although most schools, because we do get there early enough, have specific places for us to play from a security standpoint and ease in getting in and out of our locker room and to the field. Um, so there are a bunch of different ways to do it. But this week in the playoffs, you mentioned the, um, I believe it's a 6 o'clock game uh, tonight. I think it's over at Lakewood. Isn't that right, Sam? Yeah, yeah that's South Atlanta. Thompson. That crew is coming up from South Georgia. So most of the crews in the metropolitan Atlanta area for games this weekend will be coming from the South Georgia area, and the South Georgia games will be used by crews above the NAT line. And that's typically the way GHSA does it to take any kind of, um, hey, that's their home that's their home crew when they do games uh, during the regular season. They don't want any of that. They want to have no complete transparency, no issues involving that type of thing. Hey, Spencer, as always, you, you, you got some great information this morning and talked to – you know, giving us updates on what's going on with field. For anybody who is considering doing this, where can they go to get the information and, and start the process of becoming an official? They can log on to www.gfoa.pro, or they can go to the GHSA website, which is www.ghsa.net, and go to the officials, and they can find contacts for people that are in their area uh, to possibly do it. As a matter of fact, um, one of your old sports cronies, Chuck Dowdle, referred a guy to me last week. Really? Oh, Chuck. Oh, how yes. about that? How about that? Yeah, yep. That's what it takes. And you guys had, what, 30? How many did you, you have this year? 38. 38. 38. Mm-hmm. Just in their association well, alone. You, 
you saw them all at the banquet when they all came lined up and got their uh, uh, pins. So, yeah, you were there. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. And Greg couldn't make it that night. Ne- 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 next time, I apologize, Sue. I really did. I wanted to make it out there that night. I had something that came up. Well, we're going we're gonna to bring Greg well, out We'll do it time. next year for sure. All right. all right. Spencer, thanks so much. You guys have a great call. Safe travels, too. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Thank Spencer. You Bye-bye. I didn't want to bring it. Sorry to tell him the reason I couldn't make it because of the rock. But. Yeah, he'd understand that. <laughs> he understood that one. Okay, cool. Nah, man, listen, again, get to that website for those of you. And and would you be in – then you got too many tests you got to take, so you wouldn't be working this year. Probably be setting you up for next Yeah, yeah next season. Start, start, start in the spring, spring okay. football. 707 is during the summer. By the fall, you're ready to go. All right. Yeah. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hopefully you did too yesterday. We're going to talk a little bit about the day and some of the stuff that we, uh, we had happen on our Thanksgivings. Sam and Greg, in for John and Hughes. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. I'm sitting here following your cue. Go no, ahead, man. Beale Street Blues Boy. How about that? Right there. Yeah. Sam and Greg in for John and Hugh on this Black Friday morning where we have decided that Christmas music and blues is topic of the morning. How about well, not the topic? Not the topic, but it's in season. It's time. It's, well, it's, it's we've been talking about it, so it is kind of a topic. Yeah, well, it can be. Some people prefer that. Some people prefer, prefer. You know, when you're playing the blues, sometimes you let your vocabulary just kind of slip to the side. Do you do that? You just do that. You Why? Make, you make up words. Why, why, why do you, you do you that? You make up, you know, just because it's like this and that, slippery and bat. It's just blues words. <laughs> that, you're just making stuff up. Okay, if that's what you do. You can do that. You're allowed. Man, I just think we. I just wish I could bring you to Chicago. I really yeah. do. We're I, supposed to go next year I, now. I know, but we're going we, up there for that race. We're going for the race. What kind of stuff's know, gonna we'll, be happening? You, by the way, have you secured any kind of place where you can stay? No, I thought you had that. You were in charge <laughs> I of that. Got that. I don't. I don't have Michigan Avenue connection. I used to. Yeah. At least not down at that end of Michigan Avenue. Well, we got. We got. We, we got. We got to close in on that because because folks are probably like. Yeah. And those spots are gonna be going quick. Well, our boy uh, um, Hutchinson. You know, Brandon, maybe he got got he some may, pool. He may know some pool. Yeah. He, and you don't want to make that call because okay. he'd hook okay. us up. Okay. I'll get us there. We can get the crew from Atlanta. And Motor I'll get the food while you know, we're we'll, up we'll there. We'll call the folks from Atlanta Motor Speedway because last time I saw them when I went over to Talladega. I pulled up in the parking lot. Who's there? The folks from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Brandon Hutchinson, if you there. need correspondence for the Chicago race. We own. Sam and I are. We you got. Give, give, get us a room at the Congress Hotel. We, we look at whatever name the it is Congress now. Congress Hotel. Yeah, that's the, it used to be the, the Conrad Hilton. Conrad. And you know that's, how much room's going to be running in that gym? Well, that's what I'm saying, but we're right there at the finish line. That's where the finish line is. Okay. It's right in front of this thing. Otherwise, we're sitting on top of that big silver orb, <laughs> and I don't believe they have chairs on top of that thing, right? Or sitting in Buckingham Fountain. So we get us a room there or one of the other newer hotels, and we look right. That's the hotel that they took Harrison Ford out of at the end of The Fugitive. Is it Fugitive? Yeah. Okay. 
You can't be on top of one of the, the theaters. What's the theater? The, the Springer or the Vic? Or what's, uh, what's the? No, that's that's not right there. But there's what? a number. No. I, my college is there. Okay. My co- okay. But it's down a few more streets. I went to Columbia. So is it going to be, does it go past there? It goes past it, and I don't know that there's any windows that open in that building. It's one of those office buildings downtown. Yeah, we get on top of the building. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay. Well, you I'm just can't. You just I'm can't. just trying to get a vantage point you are, here, man. You are in a union a... city, so you just can't do things the way you want to. Because so, you know, so, you, so you mean some of these buildings are going to do like out in Wrigleyville. They're going to set some bleachers up on top they of them. They may. They, they so probably people, absolutely yeah, will. How about that? They absolutely I'm will. I'm sure some people already thought of that. Yeah. Now, what, when, when, when is this race supposed to take place? What's the dates on that? I got to get the date on that. I forget when it is. Is it, is it spring or is it? It's going to be late spring, I think. Okay. As long as it's closer to summer because there's a chance we can be up on top of a building and get snow. No, we ain't trying to do that. Well, we ain't trying to do it, but it happens. You yeah. know some of them early games with Cubs and White Sox <laughs> sometimes get snowed out. So I'm not trying to be up there for that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9thegame.com. Just want to spend a minute or so and just talking about yesterday and the thoughts that ran through your head um, as you celebrated your Thanksgiving. Um, I say that rhetorically to the audience, but also you yesterday. I know you ran around and, and – and, uh, Played some tennis, but when you got back home, when you sit in front of the TV and you're watching the game, the thoughts that come to mind, the family members you think of. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's kind of me, what happens this time of year, though. Let me, let me close this door. They're doing some cleaning what, up yeah, here now. Yeah, okay. Go uh, ahead. Keep talking. All right. Well, that's what this time of year is all about. That's what makes us. That's what makes it special. You know, we we do some reflecting. We kind of we will take the, take a little inventory, um, and, and and we think about you know well how things work. The past things we try to hold on to traditions and, and start new traditions as we celebrate this time of year. So, yeah. I mean, and a lot of new traditions have been born out of where we've been the last two and a half years. Absolutely. We had to, like, rearrange a whole lot of things we were used to doing we weren't able to do. How much of that is coming back? How much of that is, you know, is clinging on to what we found out to do? We, we discovered we could do something different mm-hmm. then, you know. And then one thing that I do with with, with, with my family, uh, we, we do a, a, a Zoom on on. Uh, on Sunday evenings, we just I'm just cousins. We ever want to get on, uh, you know, and and we started doing that. Now we still doing it. It's the way we keep up with each other, right? And just lay eyeballs on folks and see how folks are doing. So that's something that came out of that, and we continue continue to do that for the holidays, you know. So that's 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 some of the things that that are that, and I I can imagine there are a number of families that did it that way yesterday. Absolutely, right? Absolutely, and, and we, bigger families, yeah, that's the way to go. Don't come from one of those, and <laughs> the, the few I have. Uh, speaking to in our family, we talk and we just you know had a little conversation. But it's 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 a there's a lot of independence mm-hmm. in the Clarkson family. A lot of folks, you know, we we you know we we still have love for each other, but we like doing our own thing. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, connect, not at all. Connect with some people. I just start thinking about. I haven't had really memorable Thanksgivings, and I'm not talking about with Tracy now and, and when the kids were coming up since I was a kid. Because that's when, when you really run around and, you know, you start off today. We talked about this yesterday. I actually had a text from, a text from somebody who did go to church okay. on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not like mm-hmm. Christmas morning or some of the other holidays. Thanksgiving yeah. is one of those yeah. days where not everybody does a church service. Right. And I think what you see now, a lot of churches do an active service mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day. You know, they may be feeding hungry, maybe taking clothes, clothing or something to people that need. I think that's what you may see more so these days, uh, that actives are, or invite, you know, open the doors, people come in, or take things to, to people who need it. It was just something about that holiday that when you were a kid, it was, it was like being paroled. Because you, you had them two days, and then you had the weekend. And I, 
I've never, and this was including the time I was, you know, messing around his job on a cruise ship. Nothing compared to being eight, nine, ten years old mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, where you wake up, you watch a little parade if you want to, but you get outside. And for me, I know you didn't grow up with this, but I, I prayed for snow. On no, Thanksgiving, because you knew you were having that football game, yeah. and it was better in the snow. It's just something about yeah. running around and playing in the snow, and then you got a little football game going on, and so it's a softer landing when you got the snow. <laughs> um, but this is the one I was telling you about the friend of mine we were playing, and he didn't see the fire hydrant Ooh. when we were playing out in the street, oh, and my. he hit that with his knee and, and flipped. But it just that time always comes back to me when um, – when Thanksgiving comes around, and just remember them games. And, again, it was like the kids came out into the streets as if the parents pushed, get out the house. Yep. <laughs> Let's go play in the street, right? And we played on our block. Yeah. And you could see the next block had their group of kids, and they were playing. Right. So that's that's another thing about the difference between, you know, where you can't grew up, and I grew up in a city that was a grid, and everybody's block. Right. You tried to outdo everybody else's block. Did you have the relatives <laughs> you went there? And, and, and he had a block council. And this year we're going to put up these decorations at Christmas. <laughs> and we're going to try to outdo the 1600 block, right? And and that's the way it was when we were on the west side, too, on the west side of Chicago over there in K-Town. Same thing. Um, on this, was it, 25th day? Jeez. Yeah. This month has popped by. It's Eric, want to bring you in on this and, and, and any yeah, fond memories what for Baltimore? you, sir? What y'all doing in Baltimore, man? Well, um, in Baltimore, you know, the menu for Thanksgiving can be a little tricky because with Baltimore being a heavy seafood town, you know, you can get some crab and shrimp into your dressing. seafood dressing, to your, to, your, to your seafood soup, yeah, <laughs> all kinds of it's stuff. It's like Sam, the light bulb just went yeah. off over his they, head. You know, yeah. they, they, they find a way to mix in crab and shrimp into all kinds of dishes that yeah, man. you wouldn't normally see. On a traditional Thanksgiving, you know anybody making into that? We could get some of that fit. Well, I, I can I can bring some back because you know you're making all through the holiday season. So maybe I, maybe I do get to go home next I tell you, week. Tell you what we're gonna do. So. Greg and I were just talking about you know you know what we have in Georgia for this time of year. What's that? You know, first of all, we talked and I didn't ask Spencer because he was talking about they're gonna meet up in a van in Noonan and get to Thomas County Center. I'm thinking Noonan's on 85. Thomasville is kind of more off 75. I don't know which pass they're taking, but wherever they're going, they're going to pass the Stuckies. Okay. And they're going to get some pecan logs and whatnot. Oh. So if you want to trade off some South Georgia, get that, go to Claxton, get your fruitcake. I mean, we, we make all those things down in South Georgia. <laughs> little barter system going on? I okay. guess you're the fruitcake. I mean, if y'all eat fruitcake, most people get the fruitcake. They pass they, it to somebody else. And they hand it off. They re-gift <laughs> it or they put it in the back of the freezer and yeah. it kind of stays there. I'm getting me a patty mill. I don't care what y'all get. <laughs> It's the only place, it's the first place I ever had a patty mill, Where's and that? it's the only place I get one is, is Stuckey's. Okay. Down in, in, in leaving, you know, you go 10 minutes outside of Chicago, you get farmland. Okay. And so coming out, anywhere you're going downstate, and there were Stuckey's all over Illinois, and that was the first place I ever had a patty mill. Really? Yeah. Okay. And fell in love with them, and it seemed like that was the only place I got patty milks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when you mentioned Stuckey's, that's that's what I'm getting. Yeah, if we hit the road for the holidays, man, look for some of those spots, some of those places. We gonna we got to work out a deal because I'm gonna get some of this seafood dressing. These folks will make it up in Baltimore. Speaking, man. I've been speaking in Chicago. Take a second, and this is a remembrance for those who are listening, who are from there, will remember this. But the first black mayor mm-hmm. of Chicago, mm-hmm. Harold Washington, Harold Washington, passed on this day. Wow! And he was in his office. Mm. Had a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. Yeah, but it was on this day, and also Flip Wilson. 
Lost Flip Wilson in 1998 on this day. Wow. Flipping gone a minute. Yeah. So, anyway, some of the stuff that happened on this day. Moving into the 8 o'clock hour, we are going to be talking to Dr. Dale Yang, PT Solutions, and there are 150 locations all around the city. But we're going to let him spread his sports wings because there's no telling what he's got on his mind. Loves yeah. sports. But want to get his thoughts on a couple local players that will be coming back from injuries. And I have a specific question for Dale. Okay. He's not ready for it, but I have one for him. We're going to oh talk my. about that. We're going to talk to Maria Martin, Dexter's mama. Uh, from 11 Alive, we're going to talk Falcons with her. So a lot of stuff coming up these last couple hours. Sam and I, ooh, we got a four-hour show. We How about that? Forever. How about that? In for John and Hugh. We had to kick John and Hugh to the curb, but we got Woo. it. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 